0: What's up, world? I'm Cameron McCain. This is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movies Knives Out and The Report. First, Let's talk about Knives Out. Here's a quick synopsis. Harlan Thrombley, a wealthy crime novelist, dies at the night of his 85th birthday. At first, it's thought to be suicide. But when private detective Benoit Blanc comes to investigate, the possibility of murder is in play. And as he finds out how much Harlan's family rely on his wealth, they all become suspects. This movie, directed by Ryan Johnson, is one of the best movies of the year, and it's basically due to its all-star cast, led by Daniel Craig. And I think Daniel Craig is a great actor outside of the Bond franchise. He goes all out in movies like Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and Logan Lucky. The best thing I can say about Daniel Craig is he is never boring, and he is never boring in Knives Out as Ben Blanc. You want to see this guy solve so many more mysteries. He's the reason why this movie deserves to have sequels after it, because you want to follow this character solve as many murder mysteries as he can I mean, he's become so synonymous with James Bond that we forget what made Daniel Craig a great actor in the first place. He's interesting. There's more to him than just being always in control, James Bond. He's a better actor when he's playing somebody like in Logan Lucky and Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, who's out of control. I mean, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, he's having an affair with someone. He's out of control. In Logan Lucky, he's out of control trying to commit a crime. Daniel Craig is far more interesting and far more better actor when he's playing somebody who's totally out of control. And that's what he's doing in Knives Out. He's playing a detective who seems completely out of control. Then you have in this movie, Anna de Armas, who I think is going to be a superstar level. She's already becoming a star. She was fantastic in Blade Runner 2049, and she was fantastic. The second best part of the movie, War Dogs, other than Miles Teller and Jonah Hill. Anna de Armas, the minute I saw her in War Dogs, I was like, who is this? She's got to become a movie star right away, and she has become a movie star since. She's going to be working with Daniel Craig again in the next James Bond movie, No time to die. I mean... And her performance in Knives Out is so good. In a year where we can't decide who the best actresses really are, she should be considered for an Oscar. And the fact that she's not been considered, she I think she was nominated for a SAG nomination and even a Golden Globe Oscars. Nominate Ana de Armas for the Oscars. This is a movie that most people have seen. It's a popular movie. Nominate somebody who we care about. We would care to see Ana de Armas at the Oscars. I'm not saying she should win Best Oscar, but she should definitely, be in the conversation. Then in this movie, you have Chris Evans, who is so good at playing unlikable characters, you forget because for a decade, he had to play the most likable guy. Great first post-Marvel movie for Chris Evans. I mean, for a decade, he had to play Captain America. who's the most likable, sometimes boring guy. I mean, Captain America has the same issues I have with Superman. He's so nice. He's so down to earth. Like, there's not that many interesting things you can go with the character. I mean, up until Civil War, Captain America wasn't always that interesting. I mean, yes, the Winter Soldier movie's interesting because he has this friend that's not really a good guy, but he thinks he's a good guy. I mean, that's interesting. But the character at whole is kind of boring. I mean, Chris Evans in a movie like Scott Pilgrim vs. The World is fantastic. But is he, because he's playing this dirtbag guy and he's playing that same kind of guy in Knives Out but he's playing it in a different way. He's playing the rich dirtbag in the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. He's playing the movie star dirtbag. I mean Chris Evans is a master of playing this role even in a movie like Snowpiercer where he is the hero. There's something dark to Chris Evans. He's It's not that easy to think he should always be the most likable guy. I think this was a great post-Marvel movie role for Chris Evans. I hope he keeps doing roles like this. He's such a really good supporting actor. I don't think Chris Evans is a leading actor guy, but I think he can fit so well into a movie where he's not the lead character. I think that's the way to go here with Chris Evans just to be the most interesting thing on screen and to be a supporting actor. Then you have the rest of the all-star cast of this movie. Michael Shannon, Tony Collette, Christopher Plummer, Lakeith Stanfield, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Don Johnson. They round out the superstar supporting cast that is Knives Out. Movie stars still matter. That's why people saw this movie. They saw a list and they said, wow, I really care about these people all generations. You care about Jamie Lee Curtis. You care about Michael Shannon. You care about Tony Collette. LaKeith Stanfield is on quite a run this year. Don Johnson, Miami Vice fans, people care about these people because they are movie stars. When you think of these people, they are synonymous with characters in movies. So when you go to a movie and you see this list of names, you're going to be interested in it because movie stars still matter. After I watched this movie, I thought of Ryan Johnson because I think Ryan Johnson is better in my opinion making an original movie like this than he was with Star Wars. Because making an original movie is his sweet spot. He has brick, he has looper, now he has knives out. These are original movies, original ideas that he brought to life. With With Star Wars, The Last Jedi, he just brought something to it that wasn't wanted or somewhat needed. I mean, I really liked Last Jedi. I did not love Last Jedi. I love Knives Out. I love Brick. And I love Looper. I just want to see him make original movies. I don't want him to make franchise movies like Star Wars or Jurassic Park or even a Marvel movie. I want Ryan Johnson to come up with original ideas and original movies because he's so good at doing. It. I mean, Brick is just out of this world nuts. It's teenager mystery. Then you have Looper as sci-fi and original sci-fi with Joseph gordon lovett and Emily Blunt, and then you have Knives Out. He can use movie stars and still make Knives. He can turn Knives Out into his franchise. His original franchise. That's what Ryan Johnson deserves in the original franchise because as much as I really liked The Last Jedi, it's not the Star Wars movies that I love. It's not that. It's just not. Knives Out is his best movie to date and I hope he keeps making movies like Knives Out. I think Knives Out is a movie that brilliantly l- uses its movie stars and like a good mystery movie never makes itself o- obvious to you until the end of the movie. It is a great mix of comedy and serious themes that we can all relate to like nepotism and in family fighting. There's a lot of in family fighting in this movie. Christopher Plummer's character at one point wished that he helped Michael Shannon's character become a writer instead of having him be a part of his thing. He wanted his son to have what he has, his own creation that is his. I thought this was a powerful moment in this movie. Yes, this movie had been silly up until this point, but it's something like Christopher Plummer thought he was being a, his character Thrombley thought he was being a good parent and a good grandfather to all of these people, but he thought he was like welcoming them in and making them be creative. He was allowing them to feed off his own success without having them feel like what success actually is. So all of these people all thought they were successful because their grandfather and father was successful, but then he realized they're not successful at all. They're just feeding off of me. I think in the end, you can say that the Christopher Plummer's character was kind of in the wrong a little because he tried to get them to see it all within like one night and to take away the money all at once. It wasn't really going to get the message out there. These people were lost because he for decades gave them money and gave them support. So for a silly mystery comedy, I thought there was a lot of like intense themes in the movie Knives Out again, Knives Out is one of the best movies of the year. Daniel Craig, Ana de Armas, Chris Evans, Michael Shannon, Tony Collette, Christopher Plummer, Lakeith Stanfield, Jamie Lee Curtis, Don Johnson, all-star cast, all-star, old-school murder mystery movie. I thought this was better than some of the recent murder mystery movies, like Kenneth Branagh's Murder on the Orient Express. I mean, that movie, Murder on the Orient Express, had all the movie stars Judy Dench, Johnny Depp, Kenneth Brana. It was interesting. Willem Dafoe. They were interesting. like That was so in-your-face movie stars. They weren't developed characters. You understood in Knives Out why the characters felt this way and why they were doing these things. I thought Murder on the Orient Express was just, here's a bunch of movie stars. This isn't a great plot. Enjoy this movie. It's going to be a fun time. And though it was a fun time, I thought Knives Out had more to say about the murder mystery itself. I thought it was a better plot and I thought it was a way better use of movie stars and that's why Knives Out I'm hoping becomes a franchise type thing for Ryan Johnson and for fans because I want to see Daniel Craig continue to play this character of Benoit Blanc. I definitely recommend Knives Out. It's one of the best movies of 2019. Let's switch gears and talk about the movie The Report. Here's a quick synopsis. Senate investigator Daniel Jones is hired by U.S. Senator Diane Feinstein to investigate and file a a report on the use of torture used by the CIA during interrogations following 9-11. This movie is one of the most underrated movies of the year. Any other year, Adam Driver in this movie would get an Oscar nomination for his performance as Daniel Jones. It's tremendous. He acts opposite so many good actors and carries every scene. You can feel for him wanting to fix everything instantly, but he has to be patient and work within the system to file this report. I mean, if you watch Marriage Story, where sometimes Adam Driver, the same anger he has in Marriage Story, you can see in the report, I mean in Marriage Story, he's angry because his Marriage is falling apart. In the report, he's mad because t- he's he's not wasting so much time, but he spent about five to eight years trying to file this report. He's waited a long time for this. It's building up to something. He never loses belief that it's going to build up to something good, but he has his doubts. Annette Bening is brilliant as Diane Feinstein in this movie. Someone who is after the truth, but is always in control and by the books. I mean, there's a moment where she basically tells Daniel Jones, it's my name on the report. I'm the boss. We're going to do this the right way, and it's my way or the highway. She doesn't care that he spent all these years doing this. She wants this to be within the system and working for us. Not th- everything goes through her at all times. I mean, she just gives great performance after great performance in movies like The Kids Are All Right. 20th Century Woman. Again, in this movie, The Report, she gives one of the best performances. She's one of the most underrated star actresses we have going to... She's not Box, she doesn't have box office bankability, but she's such a good actress. Then you have an all-star supporting cast. John Hamm, Tim Blake Nelson, Jennifer Morrison, Corey Stroll, Maura Tierney, Matthew Reese, and Sarah Goldberg all have substantial moments in supporting roles. I mean, John Hamm is on quite a run of being a really good supporting actor in movies like The Town and Baby Driver. Then you have Tim Blake Nelson, who's famous for being in the Coen Brothers movies. I mean, he's just having a great run. He was fantastic in The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Then you have Jennifer Morrison, who's known for the Once Upon a Time TV series on ABC. She gives like a really cold performance. She is really against Daniel Jones filing this report. Then you have Corey Stroll, who's an excellent excellent actor. He's the bad guy in Amen. You were a Tierney who's famous for the movie Liar Liar. Matthew Reese from the Americans and Sarah Sarah Goldberg is famous for being the best thing of the show Barry other than Bill Hader. I mean Sarah Goldberg is really good. Her character is interesting in this movie. She is originally working with Daniel Jones, Adam Driver's character, but then she quits the report saying we're wasting our times and Daniel Jones never questions that. He never, ever thinks about quitting his pursuit of filing this report. I just thought all of these performances are really, really good. This is... Like knives out one of the best cast in a movie this year. John Hamm's character in particular is interesting because he kind of becomes the villain of the movie after becoming an ally to Daniel Jones. I mean the first scene in the movie is Daniel Jones's character having a job interview with the John Ham character. And then John Hamm is working for the government and doesn't want this report to come out, and he will stop at nothing and try to convince his old friend not to finish this report or to go easy on the CIA during this report and let all this nonsense go. The director of this movie and the writer of this movie, Scott Z. Burns, is brilliant. He made an entertaining movie about a sour subject in a movie that could have been boring, but he's a brilliant writer. He wrote this movie and the movie, the Steven Soderbergh movie, The Laundromat, All in this one year. So he made two of the most political movies this year that could have been really boring. I mean, those are subjects that most people don't understand. Yet he made two of the most entertaining movies of the year. The Report, and The Laundromat. I mean, you watch these movies back to back, you could do it because they're so entertaining. They have so many really good performances in them. Both of these, he's a brilliant, brilliant writer. He should be nominated for an Oscar for his writing this year. One of those two movies, I think The Report should be nominated for screenplay at the Oscars. He's that good of a writer. I mean, I think he did something impossible. He made a movie that doesn't feel like all the President's Men or a movie like The Post. He made something different. He made a movie about the process of what it's like to make this report. These people were basically in the cellar of a CIA building being targeted and being watched by the people who didn't want this report to come out. I think this Daniel Jones had an impossible task. This movie showed what that task is like. And yes, that can sometimes be bored boring, but never, there's never a dull moment in this movie. And again, to not have it be boring, you have Adam Driver going up against some of the best actors working today. I mean, there's an interrogation scene where Corey Stroll is interrogating Adam Driver's character. Again, using actors to just come in and have moments makes the movie interesting because you never know who is going to show up. These are really some of the best actors working today. In particular, there's this seen where a New York Times reporter played by Matthew Reese asked Daniel Jones' character to leak the report online, basically say, you should go the Edward Snowden route. And Adam Driver's Daniel Jones' character, basically, he listens to that, but he's never going to do that because he's somebody who's going to play with inside the lines. He's never going to be thought of as a traitor or betray Diane Feinstein. He wants to do this right because I think he knows that more people will listen to him and listen to this report if he goes about it the right way and I think that's the most interesting thing about this movie is that there's so many people like 99.9% of other people who have worked on something for so long would have taken the easier route and just released this report online and go our way but he had spent so much time and energy on this thing and he had become so convinced that this was the right thing to do that he stayed within the system even though it was aggravating him to no end he decided to stay with it and file this report the right way and go through the government and to not be thought of as a traitor because I think he didn't want this story to become about him. He wanted the absolute truth to come out. I mean there's a part of the movie where he's watching the movie Zero Dark Thirty which the report is definitely against. I mean that's one of the funniest moments of the movie but also the most serious moments of the movie. He wants the truth. He will go through nothing to get the truth out there. I think that's that's fascinating. I mean there's, it's basically a movie where a guy is in an office the entire time. I mean, it goes through flashbacks of what the CIA was doing with more Tierney's character. Again, but the, in so many other filmmakers' hands, this movie is dull and boring, but it, Scott C. Burns makes it interesting. It's almost like a play. It's Adam Driver head-to-head against some of the best supporting actors working today in Hollywood. The, I mean, the scene with Tim Blake Nelson's character is fascinating. So many good performances in the report. And the scenes with Driver and Annette Benning are fascinating because at some point he's doing so much work he feels like he's becoming the boss and then she has to be like, no, I'm still in charge here. Even though you've done all this work and this might be the truth, I am still the one in charge. My name is on the report. I think The Report is a movie about a guy who was willing to take years of his life for answers and the truth. His emotions both helped and hurt him in the end. I mean, there was a scene where he was interrogated by the CIA and they were trying to get him for treason. That was a real life moment. He put himself in harm's way over his pursuit of the truth, but it's ultimately that pursuit that made this report exist. No, we didn't get the full report that was released, but there was still enough to make this a thing. He was able to successfully succeed where so many others would have failed because so many people wanted him to stop doing his job. And when a lot of people try to convince you to not do your job, there's so many people that would take that avenue and not do their jobs. That is the most fascinating aspect of this movie. I mean, so far this year, we are two for two on great Adam Driver performances. I mean, he's really having a heck of a year and Star Wars is coming out this week. What actor has this kind of year? I cannot reiterate it to you more. No actor has a year like this. Adam Driver has two of the most critically acclaimed movies of the year and he also has a gigantic blockbuster coming out. He is able to portray himself as both an artist and a major movie star. That is what most people are lacking right now. They can either do one or the other but the report and marriage story proves Adam Driver can do both and if you watch the report and tell me Adam Driver is not the best movie star working today, I could not disagree with you more. There's so many scenes where you can see the frustration on his face and the relief when the report finally comes out. It is some of the best movie acting this year. And again, match that with Marriage Story and you have the best actor in 2019. I cannot recommend the report anymore. It is a solid watch and it has a movie star showing a different side of himself. It is one of the, again, if he didn't have Marriage Story, this, would be the performance that Adam Driver gets nominated for an Oscar. But thankfully, we have both. You should definitely watch the report if you haven't done so. It's really a terrific political movie. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of Pop Culture Spotlight every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. This week I put the spotlight on the movies Knives Out in the Report. Next week I'm putting the spotlight on the new Michael Bay Ryan Reynolds movie Six Underground and Long Shot starring Charlie Theron and Seth Rogen. Tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe Subscribe.